0: Alright, welcome to the Exodus of Magic podcast. This is episode 16. We're going to speed build a half-orc wizard? Yep. Wizard. So, Dragon has selected a half-orc wizard, and I am I get to speed build it. Uh, what we learned from last time, it's still going to be 20 minutes. See how far I get. Uh, well, what I should have done last time was just give the player's handbook and DMG by default uh, for picking out the, the magic items, and then select two additional books. So, we're we, we've learned from that, and that's what we're going to do this time, where I have the Player's Handbook and the Dungeon Master's Guide. Uh, and knowing it's a half-orc wizard, I have picked out Complete Mage, and I have also picked out uh, the Spell Compendium. Because ultimately, uh, the wizard is going to be about spell selection, and the magic items for a wizard are going to be spell scrolls, to just just juice up that spell book quite a bit. So, hello dragon. Hello again. Now, why a Half-Orc Wizard for this challenge? Well, the idea of the
1: uh, the gnome Fire that you had me make was very much the idea of, here's a race and here's a class that they're not really associated with. And it was either going to be Dwarf Sorcerer or Half-Orc Wizard. And Half-Orcs also get the minus two to charisma like dwarves do, but I'm more familiar with wizards. So, we're going with that. Fair
0: enough. So, I'm not cracking the book yet, but I'm Putting the player's handbook on top
1: because we're that's fair. Mine
0: was—I had it on top. Half-work stuff down right. Actually, I'm going to stack my books in the appropriate order here. We're gonna.
1: Oh well, that just seems like I'm not opening
0: up right there. But we're putting the, the player's handbook on top of Complete Mage. So go ahead and let's roll, roll right. some dice here. Onto the table, please. Not onto the floor. What? Whatever. I got them all. Get gnomish hands. All right. And we have dice, and so it begins. All right, so I'm yanking out a one, and a one, and a one, and a one, and a one. one. I pulled five ones out of here. I pulled a two out of here. Oh, no, not the two. I'm keeping the two because there's a six one. You gave me six ones. Many thanks. All right, I got three sixes, so I've got an 18 in here. Let's see, five. I see a lot of fives. Five. Four, four,
1: five. Well, I think five. you started the timer prematurely. You didn't uh-huh. start it for
0: me until stats were. Oh, then then good. Then I'm going to go ahead and get this thirty seconds back. Yeah. Uh, so we got four, 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 four. Yeah. In fairness, I pulled out a lot of ones. Like I pulled out six ones. As you mm-hmm. know, these rolled. These were ones. Uh, but what that means is I'm keeping. In fairness. Keeping a three and a two, I think I I got despite all the ones, I got a lot luckier yeah. than than you did. So I mean, you know, try some more. And yes, I got all these seven fives to play around with. Which once again, fourth level. Keep in mind the the stat bump. So a fifteen would not go amiss in a, oh excuse me in a situation like this. Oh, that was the dungeon master Eddie having a sparkling water and it just repeated. So I apologize to our sensitive listeners out there who had to hear that. (laughs) You know, you get the... As we line these things up. Right. And
1: then down here at the end... See, it's a lot easier to organize your stats when you have some good stuff to work with instead of having to play the what sacrifices am I going to make game that I had to make.
0: Well, arguably, these things are slightly above average compared to where you were. So we got 10, 11... 14,
1: 14. 14, 15, and 18. All right. That is fantastic.
0: All right. So we begin. Now we begin. Yeah. All right. So now we speed into half orc. Da-da-da, where we're going to take a look at what penalties do I get. Half, half orc. All right. Start immediately with the stats plus two strength, minus two int, minus two charisma. Or If I'm a wizard, I have no idea what I'm going to build right away. So that 18, where's that 18 going, dragon? Ooh, uh, wisdom. Wrong, strength. <laughs> uh, we are going to have a strength of 20. Wait, We're, really? Yes, there's, there's madness to my method here. This 15, which will become a 16, will drop down to 14 for intelligence. Uh, once again, madness to the method. Now i got a pair of 14s. I'm taking the other dump in charisma. 10 becomes an 8. Hmm. Right. I, I'm going to be an FU wizard. All right, Dex, Con, and Wisdom. I've got a 14, and 14, and a 10 to play around here with. Um, wisdom is not going to affect any of my skills, and I already have a good saving throw as a wizard, so there goes the 10, leaving me 14 and 14 in Dex and Con. So there's a 5, a 2, a 2, a 2, a 0, and a Neg 1. All right, Half-Orcs, we're moving your standard 30 feet. Uh, they get Dark Vision... Alright, so that's going to be easy enough to remember. My initiative modifier is not going to change from this. I get two from the dexterity. Grapple. My base attack bonus as a wizard at that point zero one one two. is attack bonus of two, strength of five. Uh, so that is going to be a seven total. Uh, alignment. Uh, we are going to go chaotic good because chaotic neutral, well, I think we all should know how I feel about that at this point. That's a podcast in itself. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Alright, languages! Ah, I gotta get used to this new character. Two gear. It's gear, experience points. It's by the skills. It's by the skills. Ah! Bingo! Uh, special abilities, tricks. That's animal stuff. Flip side of it. Oh. Ah, okay. ah, yes, God bless it. Alright, languages. We get common and orc for free. I get two more. We're gonna be draconic because we're a wizard. Uh, and because we don't get along with doors, we wanna be able to know what those little bastards are saying. Alright, feats are relatively easy I get 1 at 1, I get 1 at 3 So this is where I'm dipping straight into complete mage Uh, Because I know what I want to do And I need this for a prestige class you can actually take Archmage? Uh, No, Archmage you're not taking until 15 What you have are the master specialists Because this guy's going to be a specialist Because that lets me focus a lot easier like, I'm just
1: taking a guess that the, the idea of this half-orc wizard with the 20 strength is that most of your spells are going to be things that buff you. I guess you a Merry you're, Christmas. You're, yeah, I gish you a Merry Christmas. You're going to be the warrior wizard. <laughs> yes.
0: Which is an interesting angle. All right, so now uh, the reserve feats out of a complete mage uh, give you quite a lot of options here uh, now because of how this guy is built i've got a couple options you have acidic splatter uh, prerequisites to cast second level spells if you have an acid acid spell in reserve as long as you don't spend it you can whip an orb of acid as a standard action that deals 1d6 damage for spell level so I, here i leave a Melf's acid arrow in the bank i can i will can as a standard action whip a 2d6 orb of acid and then I get a bonus to my caster level on acid spells.
1: Most acid air is a second level spell?
0: Yes, it is. Uh, you have Clutch of Earth at second, where I can impede a creature's movement, get a bonus in my earth spells. There's a Fiery Burst one, where I do a burst of d6 damage, where uh, which might be a consideration, because you're going to have a lot more fire spells, because then Scorching Ray sits in the bank at two. Uh, but then, if I'm surrounded by people, I can... Burn this spell and then burst out and do 2d6 to everybody surrounding me if they try to cluster the big guy. Um, you know, you get down, there's uh, one that will let you uh, bull rush foes from a distance, which once again I had the strength to do it. There's one to obscure sight for darkness. You have sunlight eyes, which is seeing darkness. we had 15 and 30. Yes, with 10 with uh, those spells, and there's one for the cold. I think what I'm going to go is fiery burst for my third level feat. Makes sense with this warrior wizard angle. Yes. I get scribe scroll for free at one.
1: So it's your first level feat going to be if that's your...
0: Yes, there is the great question. So we speed down the list. Knowing what he's going to be, that, that Gish style is going to be a transmuter, uh, which means I need to take spell focus transmutation in order to get into the prestige class. Right. So, so No toughness on this warrior wizard. Nope, no toughness on the warrior wizard. The idea being, I can put up enough armor class, uh, shielding stuff, along with the bonus to Constitution, that I would feel comfortable. So at fourth level, you start out with four, and then three, two, three. It's uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, plus an additional eight. So I have twenty hit points as a wizard. So hit points. Eleven two two, to sneeze at <laughs> for a wizard. For a wizard. <laughs> All right, so now we take a look under classes in the PHB and we look at the saving throws. Wizard wizard wizard, wizard. but I'm only doing three levels of wizard, so it's one, one three. Uh, so we save uh, it's, it's going to start off with the, 11,3, one, and then we're going to add to that. The ability modifiers, two from Fort, two from reflex, no bonus to the will. Uh, and we are going to leave this page open because we're going to need to know about uh, the spells per day that can be cast. All right, and then we speed in here to our prestiges. master, master comes after the thaumaturge master specialist. All right, uh, yep. Second specialist wizard spell focus. Um, some knowledge and spellcraft, which we're going to put ranks in anyway. All right, and then we got class, class three wiz. All right, technically transmuter one. Master transmuter. Alright, and we get an additional two on the will save from that. So five, so we got one, one, five for my saving throws. So potentially three, three, and five out of the gate. Uh, Now, armor bonus at this point is zero. Cannot wear armor. There's no shield bonus. Dex modifier of two. So in theory, we're staring at 12, 12, and 10. This is before we start picking out our spells, which is going to be the core of this. Uh, base attack bonus, one. <laughs> All right. So now the sixty-four thousand dollar question is: If I am a transmuter, what two spell schools am I giving up? All right. And at, the, at that point, as we look at spells, right, I am a transmuter. We are going to lose Necromancy because I'm not going to get a lot of hit points back with a cap of 20. Uh, and then, generally speaking, is either pitching Evocation or Conjuration. Uh, but if I'm going with the Flaming Wizard who wants to do AoE, that means we're giving up Conjuration.
1: See, maybe it's because I just underestimated the school, but the one, that, one of the ones that I pretty much always gave up is Divination.
0: Uh, well, you can't it specifically says in the book you cannot give up divination huh. because they don't want people kind of cheesing things that way which I understand to a point alright, skill points uh, because of the intelligence focus it's 2 plus int because they assume you're not going to uh, <laughs> totally tank your int and then it's it's 2 plus level for this as well so I have uh, 2 in the int plus the 2 so it's 8 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, actually wait, that's 2 and 2 is 4 times 4, it's 16, and then 4, 4, 4, so that's 28 spell points, or skill points. Alright, which we immediately start, uh, skill modifier, spellcraft, it's going to be 2 plus uh, max ranks, there is 7 plus I get 3 from master specialist, Uh, so that is going to give us a total of 12 on that one then as uh, the arcana once again we're going to go seven and two is nine so that's 14 out of my twenty uh it was 12 and it's uh, my 28. so now i have 14 to play around with and what we're going to do here based on everything else i've got right umd is not on the list i've got my spellcraft i've got that one I think we're going to pick out two other knowledges and we're going to go with uh, local where he's going to have five ranks and then at this relatively low level there's going to be dungeoneering and this is about knowing what uh, what his things are and what defenses he needs against each of them Uh, that leaves me with four skill points and we'll just uh, we will slap that into to you know, just do another knowledge, right? Alright. He's not going to like the churches, so we're going to throw uh, four into knowledge religion. Give him a six. And we should be around the ten, ten minutes minute Alright. Bingo. Saves, levels, skill points. Now I've got four level of spells to deal with. Alright. So with wizard spell progression at fourth level, I am going to get to cast. Let's see spells per day on these. The base one with the bonus, I do get the bonus first and second level spell. So my zeros are going to be uh, four zero level spells. Let's see, that is going to be a total of four first levels and three second levels. I get to cast eight day. Now, if I'm looking at a transmuter, I can go back to the back end of the player's handbook. Uh, this is where we open up the Spell Compendium as well. And we are looking at the organization of spells by school. Because our focus is going to be on transmutation. And right away, we're just looking at the Player's Handbook, the obvious ones that you're taking at first level, because you get all the zeros, and then two plus your int mo- modifier worth of first levels at first level. And then you get to add two more to your list every level thereafter. So knowing I have that, where do they want me to put spells? So they just want me to put the information here. So you know what? It's going under gear, because that's the only place we really have to put it. So we start with the obvious first level ones in large person. Uh, and then we have magic weapon. Now, because our base attack bonus is in the toilet, we are going to want to add True strike. And, of course, because we've given up Conjuration, we, we, uh, we lose a little bit. Actually, I'm going to flip that back. We're keeping Conjuration, we're losing Enchantment. There's, there's a reason for it as I look at this. Uh, for what he does, none of those Enchantment spells matter, but with an Armor Class of 12, Mage Armor is very relevant. Yep. Mage Armor and Shield. Alright, so as we get that, now we look at what the second level spell is going to be right out of the gate. Or at, that se- or at the second level, you pick two more spells. And because of where we're going, we want Burning Hands. And with everything else we could do, because we do given up Necromancy, uh, do we really need protections with the Armor Cluster? We don't need to stack that. We flip open the back of the Spell Compendium. Now we start looking at the first level Wizard, wizard Spells, and we are a Transmuter. So let's jump down there and see. Like The advantage of a Transmuter is they have the biggest list and the most uh, most options to pick. All right, so we have... Oh, let's get a spray. Uh, repair. Ah, no, not playing a warforged. No repair light damage. A ah, lot of things that make uh, things burn lighter and hotter. Greater Mage Hand. Fist of Stone. Gain plus 6 strength in a Magical Slam Attack. Well, I think that goes with our build. That's a what level spell? First level spell. That seems. It seems crazy, but think about what strength most first level wizards have. It is only in I am the half work. Uh, the 20 yeah, strength wizard. All of a sudden, hey, look! My slam attack gets a plus eight to the damage. Game on! All right, so now that's in, that that would be the first level spell. The spells from level one transmuter to level two transmuter level, and now also as a transmuter, I get an extra one extra transmutation spell at each of those levels. That is the advantage of doing that. Ah. Uh, you have babau slime, so every time somebody hits you, they take damage on the way back. This is, you know, Frank the Green Dander It was one of his favorite spells because I believe it's also on the druid list. Caused lots of lots of issues. All right. Oh, low light vision. No, thank you. Part uh, burst. Slide. Move subject five feet.
1: Pretty sure it was in three five. The spell cloud of daggers, I think. Uh,
0: if so, it's not a transmutation spell. Ah.
1: Well, it might be conjuration.
0: Yes. All right. So there we go. Let us get on to second level uh, transmuter. All right. Uh, the first one out of the gate that should not be a surprise to anybody else. Five minutes thirty to go. Bull strength. God forbid! All of a sudden, that eight, that that plus eight becomes a plus ten. Is my fourth-level wizard is punching people with a thirty strength? Uh, <laughs> Alright, He is clearly going to be, you know, he's going to be friendly and popular at parties. All right. Uh, so then I get two more from this. Uh, Scorching ray is going to be the obvious one because we need that for the feet. Mm-hmm. Scorching ray. All right, and then. Uh, none of those divinations look any good. So the transmutation second level augment familiar don't really need it. Earth and Grasp, earth bind, armor spikes attack with wear. Interesting. Ah, body of the sun. Your body emanates fire, dealing 1d4 fire damage per two levels. Yes, flaming angry puncher guy. <laughs> D of sun. And then fourth level, I get three more spells. Wow, there's a lot more second level transmutation on the next page. Uh, But we are going to take a look. At that point, uh, dexterity is a concern. So we cat's grace. Now thinking to higher levels, because I will be able to cast up to 4th level spells when I get there. We're going to put fox's cunning on the list. So I can cheat not having the base intelligence to cast some of those spells. Because later on stack bumps will be to get the uh the intelligence up fifteen. really. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna bump it up the two because we already put in the one to to even out one of the other ones. So at eighth level and twelfth level, you're gonna hit like eighth level get me the bump to to five. So that at twelfth level I will stop having to cheat with the uh the fox's cunning to cast the six level spells. Alright. So the rest of these, st- Snake's swiftness, swift, uh, swift Spell, Subject immediately makes one attack. So I can punch Swiftness, punch again. Alright.
1: Nobody expects the mm-hmm. Wizard
0: Tank. It, that's the idea. <laughs> I've done one of these before as a sorcerer, as a human, where I got to go uh, Stalwart Sorcerer, which then got crazy because he had an 18 strength. And all this stuff was designed to just gish him up. It was, and he, he had a great sword, so he was he was the William Wallace who shot lightning bolts out of his ass. Three minutes. Three minutes. All right. So we've got the character mostly covered, right? At this point, Marketing I have stuff. I have a couple options because now I'm stuck with the fourteen hundred gold pieces. Um, what I would do is honestly I would I would burn the like I burn it on scrolls, right? Where I'm now spending. I believe it's 200 gold pieces a piece to get the rest of the stat bump scrolls or the stat bump spells on scrolls because the idea is I buy the scroll, I put it in the spell book. Right? That's
1: why wizards are great. Yeah, that's why wizards love fighting other wizards.
0: That's right. So then, if you look at the things I'm obviously going for, we're going to add, we're going to get the scroll for shield, right? We're going to get because I had to have the conjuration. We're going to have obscuring mist. We're going to get uh, comprehend languages. We're going to get identify. Um, In essence, you know, Magic Missile never misses, right? Because the first level spells or scrolls, I think, are only like 25, right? They're relatively inexpensive in the grand scheme of things. Um, So we do those, and then, you know, once again, running up the the second level bit, uh, it's going to be Mel's Acid Arrow. Um, We're going to go in some of the Conjuration lesser orbs from, from the first level side of Conjuration where I get the fire orb, the electric, sonic, um, an acid, just so I have spells that, that kind of spread things out. My equipment is the obvious. I have a staff. I have the Adventurers kit TM. Oh, you're not going to go with like the orc double axe? Uh, not based on what he does here, I could, but I'm not an orc fighter, so I have to take the feet for it. Hmm. And I don't want to burn the feet on it. Now that I have the, the fist of stone and I get the slam attack. Oh, right. I
1: guess there's not really much point.
0: Exactly. Since I have a slam attack, I don't need unarmed strike for that because it's the nature of the attack, right? I'm my my physical manifestation is to just be beating the crap out of people, right? Ultimately, like knowing I've got time and the character is basically done. As I go up in levels, there's some obvious things that I'm going to to jump on from a feat standpoint. Um, like looking at this, there's going to be a focus on anything that can increase my physical damage. Right, as I'm, I'm running around punching things. Um, feats that might, you know, and then potentially even improve grapple, right? Because then I, I grab somebody and then I'm automatically just beating the crap out of them where they can't do anything to me. So I can take him into a weird grapple build. Everything else is going to augment uh, the character. He's going to go after scrolls and other people's spell books. Um, the idea is he's going to travel relatively light, right? Because here, we, we, we need to. Like all that's left, really, is to give the big dude a name, because he is—he is, he is the—you the, know—the flaming fist just seems very, um, you know, like arguably, we'd call him Mister Candle, because like, he's like—he's going to light up and then he's going to oh. blow you out. I was thinking more
1: like—I mean—it's a stone fist one for one spell, and the other spell is like being, being on fire. Could go with like a lava. Some kind of lava or magma angle,
0: Mr. Magma,
1: Mr. Magma, the wrestling wizard. <laughs> like,
0: just jumping out. There's one thing now that now that the alarm has sounded where I realize I foobard is. There's one more spell I should have I should take at second level, and I will talk about it now that I've I have I have tripped over the finish line. One of my favorite spells when I had my dwarven evoker was fireburst. In essence, the feat gives him a smaller version of that where he does. 1d4 per level of banked fire spell to everybody within 5 feet of him. The fire burst spell uh, from the second level Evoker in the spell compendium does 1d8 per character level caps at 5d8 and hits everybody within 10 feet of you. Well, just get that on scroll. Which which he will definitely scroll up. And then at 5th level you have greater fire burst which is everybody within 15 feet of you and you're rolling D10s, and I think it caps a 10 D10. Nice. right? This this was the signature spell, the, the greater fire burst was the signature spell in uh, what was that party's SEAL Team 6 moment, where we figured out right. the where they had the confab, because once I, once I, once we had the opening round where we, we wasted the main bad guy and got most of her advisors, I looked at the map, and this is one of those John Nash in a beautiful mind, seeing the weird connections that aren't there, and my dwarven wizard ran to a point Provoking four attacks of opportunity and taking it on the chin four times to get to a point where his greater fire burst roasted everybody except the one guy by the door, because it was just if he stands here, everybody is within the template. Now, granted, to get there, there was the, you know, they're gonna they're gonna poke and jab you four times, but it is the mother of all crowd control. Now, granted, your, it's good for a character like this. I'm guessing everybody but the party. Well no, the party was not in like there was only one person from the party in range with the fireburst. But they were in, in an evasion rope. Okay. So, so this was the don't roll a one. Or actually for my character because my character was the master evoker, it was don't roll a five or less. Right. And even yeah. then he was. I just I just
1: have in my mind the whole, you know, I didn't ask what size the room is. I said I cast fireball. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> It's the uh, there is if you make it to Archmage. Which he he almost did. your dad got him and the party killed when if we had survived, I would have finally made Archmage with that character. One of the abilities you have is you can give up a spell slot so that anytime you cast a spell that has an area of effect, you could put safety zones in there. Oh, that's nice. So you can then food, I can drop my fireball and the party doesn't even have to roll saving throws because they're not like I can create like the little little spaghetti hole gaps. In there. That's cool. All right. So here, I I went through my logic as I, I speed build the orcish wizard. So you know what? Bots out of the gate. You had a way your time with your character due to the fact that you
1: got money on those stats. Well, I because you didn't have to think <laughs> through. You didn't have to be you didn't have to be as careful with your stat placement.
0: Well, let's, let's be honest. Let's flip it. Let, let's say I got your stats where I'm dealing with 18, 13, 12, 10, 10 crapper. Right? My build doesn't change. That 18 is going in strength. I then take a charisma from 6 down to 4 because I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Magma. Screw you. right? What are you going to do about it? You're going to burn and you're going to cry. Shut up. right? My, my 13 goes into int. Where that thirteen becomes a fourteen, just like it did here, right? Right at that point, you know, my spell selection might change a little bit, where I'm taking shield at, a, at an earlier level, because it's now all of a sudden I'm on a D4 with no bonus, right? And then the hit points, you're going to see some changes where I'm I'm taking Bell's and bears' endurance before I'm taking fox's cunning. Um, like some of the spells are, I need to defend myself. I need to have hit points. I'm still going in the transmutation specialty, but I'm looking like I'm, I secondary school isn't going to be evocation it's going to be abjuration and then I pick my, my feats around the I need to be able to do that like the first level feat has to be the same instead of the fire burst third level because I will actually I couldn't even do improved toughness at third level because I won't have the fortitude save yet right it might just be toughness because you need yeah. to get the plus three to to make him survive right I may not go he might not be a transmuter. Like if I'm if I'm looking at crapper stats, he might be an abjurer. Where I'm still doing the same thing, I'm going to beat people up. But here I'm taking more of a tank thing, where I like my early spells, I'm going to have range damage, and I'm going to build in as my hit points get up. I'm still going to tank myself up, where instead of being a DPS tank, I'm a wear you down tank. Right. Now, once again, this is a character standing alone. If he's a member of a party, I think I still, with with bad stats, I go the abjuration route. Because then I can draw aggro, like I do a wizard, I throw some spell that says, oh look, he's the range guy or the AoE guy. And I survive to draw aggro because I bump my armor class high enough so that the party can do what they need to do. Right? With my stats, I still go with Mr. Hugs and Kisses here because... Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. You see the half work, and he's not wielding any weapons, and he's got the spell components. And you try, what's going on? And then he hulks out, <laughs> and then just starts just mollywopping. Right? He just he goes Andre the Giant. His fist to, he gets big. Fist turns to rocks, and he lights himself on fire. It's like I am a wizard. <laughs> pow right. pow pow. You know, as you you meet another wizard. What the hell are you? I'm doing this right. <laughs> right, and then he drops the wizard. So, okay, so I had I had better rolls, much better. We're not going to argue that. Stepping past the rolls, you listen to my thought process.
1: It's definitely an interesting angle. Like my uh, I expected you to put the eighteen into ints that it dropped to sixteen, and then make basically a more conventional wizard, which is probably what I would have done.
0: Well, this is... Like, there's... There's... Like, a lot of people do this. I'm going to default to the 18 at first level. But if you think about how wizards are built, you don't need to stick that 18 in, in intelligence. I, I would challenge... It's arguably a mistake. Because where, what does the intelligence do? It covers what spells you can cast, how many bonus... Like, do you get a bonus spell at a certain spell level, and then it's skill points. Save DC. Right? It's... And, and and it's a DC of a spell. So maybe it's 30 years of having to deal with, oh, I have this great thing. Well, fine, the bad guys, whatever levels, saving throws don't matter. I tend to focus on spells where saving throws don't apply. Mm-hmm. Things like conjuration or, or transmutation where I am, you know, call me the car wash because I buff everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And eventually you get to a point where you live long enough, I believe it's 6 level magic where you get like the bull strength mass bears, bears endurance mass, things like that where you can juice the whole party in, in combat right? even some of these spells don't necessarily need to be used on me, I can, I can shield up and pump everybody else the idea being, everybody's taken aback by the idea of the half wizard that when you in theory, I don't flame on right? I, with a 14 intelligence I'm smart enough to know you don't need to show off in front of everybody. right? The only time I, I fully Andre the Giant, Johnny Torch, is if, all right, we're dealing with this bad guy and nobody else is leaving alive. So nobody knows I can do that. Yeah. I'm just already the big burly guy that, in theory, you get mad at the wizard, I'm, I'm winning the grapple checks and I'm punching you in the face. <laughs> all right, and if I'm, if I'm not worrying about spell save DCs, you know, with a lot of a lot of the the major spells like uh, like the lesser orbs don't really need to save. Like there's no save DC magic missile. There's no saving throw. Scorching rays or range touch, no saving throw. Melf's acid, no saving throw. But like the saving throws don't really apply until you unless you're doing like an enchantment build. But arguably, you're, if you're doing a half orc enchantment build, you are a, a crazier person than I am. Right? There's a reason why I took enchantment off the list. It's just with his charisma, it doesn't doesn't play very well. Like it's, it'd be like doing a dwarven enchanter. It can be done, but I mean you're you're gonna have like that's a sauce that's been cooking on the stove for a day and a half to get the flavor in there. Mm. Right? You're not you're not pouring something out of a out of a jar and then throwing the spaghetti in it. Like, that's not that's not how a dwarven enchanter works. So my view here, as crazy as it is to take the lower intelligence is every four levels you can ratchet up that intelligence, right? What's going to be more effective for you out of the gate, right? And in theory, even let's take those saving throws. I get to third level, or I get to fifth level, I get third level magic, I get a fireball. My build as written, the saving throw on that fireball is a 15 versus a 17, right? The percentage points only change by 10. So it's not as dramatic of a shift. Because arguably, if I'm throwing it at a rogue, odds are he's making both those saving throws anyway, and he's taking none. Yeah. And even in a larger group, you know, you you save for half, right? That's still enough damage for things you're going to fight at that level that it's going to kill lower end mooks, or or at least bloody everybody. So the doing the intelligence right away isn't as important, because you can always have time to to, as you go up in level and you gain those stat bumps, can, can put that up. You can get the intelligence items that will lift that up. You could use Fox's Cunning to lift that up so that you get to a point where by the time it will matter and you're getting into, like at 12th level, I'd get up to 17. So I could cast 7th level spells without any aid, assuming no intelligence bump item. 16th level, I get the bump to 18 so I can cast the 8th level spells assuming no other who's wants it. And you're still going to have something at that point so that when you get to 17 you're going to cast your 9th level spells regardless. Yeah. Right? And considering the quantities on this you're not getting bonus four, 5, 6, 7, 8s 9s at all. So the, the, stat, the stat choice seems crazy uh, but unless you are going to just go completely all in on knowledges. You don't really need the stat. That's fair. I mean, because you, your knowledge arcane, spellcraft. And, and then everything else is great. Right? Everything else is flavor. Like my points, I think I went dungeoneering and local because I need to be able to identify things so I know what weaknesses they have. Or local to identify what character class somebody is so I know how aggressive I'm going and in what direction. So, you you mentioned Double Axe early on, before I went Fist of Stone, whereas I'm just going to run around with the big, like, my amalgamation of the Thing and Johnny Torch from Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right, then. Or just the Flaming Fist, where I'm just punching everybody into next week. The Double Axe just because he's an orc? Double Axe just for the flavor? Yeah. on. Right right. around? I, interesting as that would be... Now, granted, I have the dexterity for, it, right? Because double axe, two two bladed weapon. I
1: don't even mean using it necessarily as a two handed weapon. I just mean
0: swing, just swing it like, like a, just a big old honking axe.
1: Yeah, and picking the or uh, the orcish d- uh, double axe for flavor. Good.
0: that that makes a lot of sense because the like the, the two weapon fighting style while having the strength to do it, I, I think would bog him down. If it's simply I have giant axe. As like my weapon of heritage, yeah. I can see that the the weapon. The problem I run into with that is is having to give up the feet because you are feet restrained, right? I I get one at first, I I three. one at third, and like this is like at fifth level, my bonus feat is either going to be a meta magic or item creation feat. which makes things interesting because I I can take craft wondrous and then I make the intelligence. <laughs> I solve the intelligence problem. At, at five, sure. I think got to be six level to do it or what have you. So, like going in those directions, the, the feats that you step away uh, can get in the way. Like I mentioned, the you know the unit commander for 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 our uh, drought team six, as it were, <laughs> uh, did was I came very close when he had fifteenth level to burning a feat to give him proficiency with his war axe because he, on some of his stuff, I would gish him up. And, and for people who keep hearing me say "gish," uh, it, it was a term that was used for characters like the spellcasters that would buff themselves, usually druidy types, where you know I turn into whatever with my spellcasting ability and then juice the animal who's already got the physical stats. It was the the proverbial cheat where the base druid, you know, has a constitution of two, <laughs> couldn't lift a spell book, and he's not dodging out of the way of anything. And his int wisdom and charisma are huge, so that when he shapeshifts, it takes on the physical characteristics of whatever creature he becomes. becomes a bear, he gets to keep the int wisdom charisma. Six then, good stats. Yep. Right, you you can you cheat bad dice doing that. All right, so I think we covered why I did what I did with the stats. I think we covered the the idea of the feats, and and for me, complete mage as someone who favors wizards is one of my favorite. Uh, Favorite of the complete books out of three five, like it's that's up there with Scoundrel and the Book of Nine Swords was in essence the second complete book for the fighters because it gave fighters more options at the end. Um, like that second round of those uh, were some of my my favorites because they finally they got a good grip on what's going on and then built out things that we're going to give you playable non broken options that take characters that aren't built to be the maxers and give them uh, options and survivability. Uh-huh like I would even if I had skill points to spare I might burn two skill points on the knowledge skill trick from Scoundrel which gives me, if I'm trying to identify something once a day I can burn my or use my my skill trick or once per encounter to get a plus five on the knowledge roll for the identify so I can learn more about whoever the um, the schmuck is that I'm about to uh, give the flaming kiss to so I think that was an interesting speed build there. Half orc wizard, a half orc sorcerer would have been a little different. He definitely would have gone all in on the gish thing, almost like a like the Byzantine suicide brigade from the end of Life of Brian. Because you're, you're, you're. Yes, I can cast so many more spells, but you can't double up on bull strength. You can't double up on mage armor. All right, so your your list gets very choosy in there, because I still want to be gishy. That's part of the reason why I prefer
1: Wizard to Sorcerer, is like, yeah, they get to cast more per day, but it's nice having
0: more options. Because then, like, preparing one of each, or even two of each, is like, alright, I I'm expecting not to have to deal with more than one or two big encounters in the day, and Right, you start off with your normal wizard, and even if you you get into some other fights, you might not even need to cast spells, especially if you are hitting like a ton of bricks, like uh, Mr. Mr. Magma here is. Mr. Magma and the Thorn. Mr. Magma. This keeps
1: going. We'll have a friggin' wrestling stable of characters.
0: Yeah. Now we just need uh, nothing. Nothing takes a wisdom penalty, so the like the the speed build of a cleric or a druid, and then the speed build of you know, a rogue or a bard gets interesting. Arguably a rogue at the end, because you just need the, the uh, skilled person. Yeah. Though, in fairness, uh, the bard can do most of the things you need to do, and if Mr. Mr. Magma is in the party, you don't really need another DPS. <laughs> He's, you know, the wizard, the wizard has melee DPS covered. Not something you're used to hearing, especially for a fourth-level character. And the thorn will be there, too, getting some hits in. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's where things get interesting because it's as, as I get higher in level, right? Who knows? Maybe I take, you know, fling ally and I, I pick <laughs> up Mister Mister Thorn. I throw him at somebody and then quicken out a in a large person. So then you just full on medium smack into somebody. Yeah. Your chain jumps from a two d four to a two d six, and and then shenanigans happen. All right. Well, this was episode 16 of the Exodus of Magic podcast. This was speed building an orcish wizard, a half-orc wizard. And I think it was, a, it was a fun little look at why some things work and some different ideas, specifically the you don't need to max out your intelligence as a wizard at a, at a low level. Right? You need to think of what the long-term implications are of what you want to do with your wizard will be and then you can start the early stats appropriate because the one thing that with my spell selection we pointed out is you, those first level wizards There's a reason there's not a lot of archmages because they are more fragile than a, full, than a nice ceramic plate with a full Thanksgiving dinner being carried by a six-year-old. <laughs> so once again, this was Dungeon Master Eddie with his buddy Dragon here for Exodus of Magic Podcast Episode 16, Speed Building an Orcus Wizard.